Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Domsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are for some breaking news. It is Novak Djokovic who has confirmed that he will not be vaccinated and he is prepared to miss Grand Slams if it is going to be, well, mandate for him to have to have it to be able to enter these tournaments. Crazy, AJG. Well, we're back again. We're back again for more Djokovic drama. We're going to be bringing in John shortly as well. Uh, the big news breaking today. He's broken his silence. We've finally heard yeah. from Novak Djokovic. So many people have been wondering what he has to say during all of this time. Of course, if we wind it back, he, was ended, he wasn't able to play Australian Open. He was given an exemption to go there, then deported. And he's since come out in this BBC interview, which we've only seen sort of segments of. The full one will be yeah. airing later on tonight. And I'm looking forward to that and hearing it sort of in context and in full rather than just the clips. But it seems to me that he is prioritising his beliefs. He's prioritising his body and his principles as a man of, I do not want to be vaccinated. I'm not sure about the vaccine. And it's not something I'm willing to take yet. His priority is that. And if it means he's not going to be able to compete in future Grand Slams, Masters events and other other big tournaments, he is not going to he's not going to take part in them, mm. which is pretty crazy. And I'm listen, I feel a bit sorry for a lot of the Djokovic fans. I know some of them are looking this as sort of a badge of honor. They're wearing it on their on their sort of uh, on their chest with pride. I'm not sure if that's maybe the right approach to be taken. I think really you should feel a bit more upset and disappointed because Djokovic is definitely in the contention for the best player ever to grace the game. And he's so close to sort of getting them top Grand Slams. It's a shame he's not going to be competing in them. Roland Garros this year, Rafael Nadal has just gone to his backyard in Australia, which he's been winning all of these Grand Slams. You'd think he'd want to do the same to, to Nadal at all costs. Whatever it takes, you'd think he needs to be at Roland Garros to be there and compete and take a slam back off of Rafa and uh, and sort of level it up again. But that's not his. that doesn't seem to be the priority. And I think... You should be a bit upset and disappointed in that with that regard because we want to see the best players competing for these slams. And ultimately, with his personal beliefs on his body, which you have to respect, of course, I'm not saying he should be vaccinated. He's totally within his right to be able to say he doesn't want the vaccine. We will miss out on that. Well, I think another thing that is notable as well, he is the reigning defending champion or was of three Grand Slams as well. Australia... That one's gone. Roland Garros, he's defending champion. That's up next. Wimbledon, he's defending champion as well. This is all of his fans are going to want to see him at these, defending these titles. He was finally able to defeat Rafa in the semi final at Roland Garros. It was the best match, maybe, of all time. We want to see that again. I mean, I want to see him there. Obviously, we don't know the exact uh, ins and outs of what's going to happen at the French Open yet. So we'll have to cross that bridge when we come yeah. to it. But the moment, it's not looking great. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah, it certainly isn't. Djokovic has spoken. Uh, before, before we get Djokovic in, let's bring in John Silk, who's waiting in the wings, and let's hear what he has to say. 
Of course, it wouldn't be a Djokovic podcast without him. So welcome to the stream, John. Good afternoon. How's it going? Um, Very well. Yeah, I, I think I would echo most of what you've said, really. Um, I think we all want to see the best players in the world play the best tournaments in the world. And the French Open, Wimbledon, US Open are among those. And um, yeah, I, 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 I must say that the whole Australian Open saga beforehand was getting a bit tiresome and I couldn't wait for the tennis to begin. Yeah. Um, whether Djokovic was there or not, in the end, I, I became less interested in to some extent. But I actually would like to see him play the French because, as you said, that that match last year was unbelievable. We just had an unbelievable tournament in Australia. We had an unbelievable final in so many ways. And I want to keep that momentum going. And I want, you know, I think Djokovic is an integral part of tennis today. Yeah, we've got a few Djokovic fans in the chat uh, to be expected. Slavisa here saying, I'm, I'm a Novak fan and I support him. He didn't choose to not play. They forced him not to play. So I'm not mm. sad. I'm proud of him because he refused to be blackmailed. And I've seen this stance from a lot of Djokovic fans. My question to you is, I'm not sure why. Do you, is there not a level of real disappointment? I'm trying to put it on my from my perspective. If Rafael Nadal's doing this right now, I'm disappointed more than any other emotion. I want to see my favourite player competing for slams. I want to silence the fans of all of the other players who for eternity are always going to be saying, oh, he didn't quite get the, uh, the, the overall grand slams. And it's well within his right to. He's just won Roland Garros. He's the reigning champion for it. He's the best. He's going to be one of the favourites in every single tournament he goes into. He's playing. He's in the peak of his career. He's physically fit. The next gen, we're looking at them and they're having wobbles left, right and centre. They don't look that solid. Djokovic is missing out on a big opportunity. I think you should feel very, very upset and a bit frustrated with this decision more than anything. That should be the overriding emotion. Some, somehow, I have seen some. It's not a very loud, of course, because the 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 the, the proud ones, if you like, are the loudest. Um, but I have seen one or two, not many, but one or two on Twitter that I knew as fairly loyal fans, albeit not Serbians. And they had sort of, they have expressed, I remember them expressing just to, just as the Australian Open was getting underway and also as it concluded, saying, I do hope now that he goes and gets vaccinated. And I do think inwardly, some of these people that are still saying they're proud of him and his convictions, I do think inwardly, if you said to, to them, Djokovic is going to get vaccinated, he's going to play the French Open, would you rather have that? Or would you rather have him not get vaccinated, and not play? I think inwardly, they do think that too. But Outwardly, of course, it's very different. Yeah, we've yeah, got so, uh, Bozadar <clears throat> here saying, I'm disappointed, but I understand him. Do you want to say something about that, Ben? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, he's been, that's, I'll echo what John's saying. He is much loved because of his stance, isn't he? On uh, like how it's like his stance on vaccination, but his stance on a lot of things. That is like part of what he, his fans love about him is when he has a stance, he sticks to it. He's a man of his word. As, and I think something that we should all say to, or me and, my, and John should say to JG is probably JG was right from the start, which I don't think we can uh, say too often. So we'll say it now. You actually said, uh, you actually said it from the first podcast in December that you'd said he's JG, not look at JG. He's love. He's, you said he's not going to get vaccinated. He never will. And he's a man of his word. And <laughs> it's turned out that you're exactly right, mate. Yeah, so, he was. And that's what the fans love about him. Like, that's yeah. his true, true supporters love the fact that he is like that. And I don't think it will turn any of the real, true Djokovic fans because I saw some of them saying this is sort of bigger than tennis now this is about sort of humanity now and sort of he has now become more he's more like a world figure now than it is a sports figure it's that's political what, as well yeah. it's gone down a different kind of realm yeah ultimately though these fans they must value his success on the court greater than anything else that's got to be the most important thing and it is it is fans. because you saw the reaction as nadal was heading towards his 21st slam you saw his reaction afterwards i get it um you know but it, it does matter, and we know it. We know it matters. Yeah. Let's see what he's had to say, because he has recently tweeted. I believe this was about two hours ago now. He said, I'm grateful for the opportunity to answer questions um, from Amol Rajan. Very good interviewer as well and journalist. I thought he did a fantastic uh, job. Look forward to the full interview later on tonight on BBC. Uh, he said, and he just sort of re just um, 
advertising it as well, just making sure the people are going to be watching it. Watch the full interview tonight, 8.30 GMT on BBC One in the UK and BBC World. Uh, and just going down, Ben. Yeah. He then says, thank you to my fans who supported me over the past few weeks. I appreciate your patience. And then I wrote something. I'm not sure how to say this. Zin Chun Kui Le to everyone celebrating Lunar Happy New Year. So he always throws something in there. Well, that was two weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought that was on on the next thing. Apologies. I thought that was a bit weird that he's put that on there. (laughs) And set me up. (laughs) Sorry. We'll scroll down too far. (laughs) But yeah. Anyway. What do you think, Ben? Well, about his uh, statement, I mean, it doesn't really say much we need to see the full interview don't we that's the main thing it's like it's going to be coming we've seen little clips they're very good clips let me uh well everybody i'm sure has looked at those little clips already i think when he sort of alludes to being an elite athlete as well that was one of the main things he was touching on in the interview he was saying i'm very very cautious of all the things that go in and out of my body because this is just one of those uh this is one of those things that it's made him become the greatest player. He's super, super careful with everything. It's like a fine-tuned machine. He's just every tiny little bit, every speck, everything that goes in made, made him win those three Grand Slams in a year, nearly the calendar year slam. If he maybe gets the vaccine, maybe he doesn't win any more slams. That's probably what's going through his head. He doesn't know how he's going to react. We all know some people react very badly to the vaccine and he's not prepared to take the risk. Yeah, I just want to clarify one thing as well. He's been emphasising throughout the whole interview from what we've seen of it, uh, that he's not an anti-vax figure. He doesn't support the anti-vax movement. Him himself just does not want to take the vaccine for personal reasons and the fact that he doesn't believe that it should be mandated. I think that is the big thing to sort of emphasise. He doesn't believe in the use of mandated vaccines. And for that, I can understand his, his approach. Um, I still I still strongly stand with the scientists and I think it is the best thing to be for people to be getting the vaccine. But it's ultimately your choice. And I can respect him for that. He has the freedom of choice. It's his body. He can choose what he puts into the body. But there will be consequences to that. Just like he was, he's not taking the vaccine. The consequences will be that there's certain events in certain countries that won't allow him to play or won't allow him into the country. And that's what he's going to have to now deal with. Yeah. For now, for now, I, for I, now. I, I, um, I don't. I know that the one of the strongest takes from this interview. By the way, I, I think you're right. It's been. I, I've liked what I've seen so far from the interview. So far, I think I've seen about eleven minutes of what is an hour-long interview altogether. If I'm right, um, I like I like Djokovic's tone as well. I like I like the way that he addresses Amol yeah. by his first name. I've seen it. I've seen ten minutes of it, and he and he mentions him by his first name at least once during that ten minutes, which is just nice. Um, and I think it's important. Um, but yeah, what, what I was saying initially is we, we don't really know. I think New York would be the one in most in doubt. But I think even entry requirements to the UK right now, for example, I think I if I'm right, I think if it hasn't happened already, it's very imminent that maybe you don't need to be vaccinated to enter yep. the UK soon. So yeah, listen, exactly. I think Wimbledon's <clears throat> going to be OK. And I think it's yep. a good point you're making. What I was saying is for right now. Yeah, uh, things are yeah. due to change. You'd have to think eventually this COVID stuff is going to start to go away and fade into the distance, and we may be able to ret- return to some kind of normality until something else arrives. I've, uh, I've arrives. seen a tweet that suggests that that Madrid, um, which he didn't play last year anyway, um, I think Monte Carlo and Rome, as well as yep. Indian Wells, these are sort of in doubt, let's right. say, right now, and that's all we can talk about the next few weeks. Yeah, let's have a look at the article. So this is what yep. he said. I'm not anti-vax, but will sacrifice trophies if told to get the jab. So that is the headline. He's put in his beliefs before anything else. So you've got, to, you've got to respect him for that. He's consistent with what he's saying. I like a man who's true to their word. I've got to say that. And as much as I'm not always his biggest fan, it, listen, he's doing what he's doing. He, he's very stubborn. I'm very stubborn as well. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I just I touched on earlier. He he's gonna stick to his guns, and I think if he didn't, he would be in a, a so-called no man's land. Really, he's obviously he's taken this stance, and he has the backing of all of these people who are against. Yeah, like we've got Yugoslav there saying proud to stand with Novak. There's been a lot of this 
over the whole of the trial in Australia. If he suddenly came out and actually got vaccinated and just went against all of the stuff, I think he's angered enough people to have taken the stance not to get it in the first place. And then he'll anger all, anger all the people who were backing him. And so he'll end up in like a, like a sort of purgatory in the middle, floating around. And I don't know if he'll have the support of anyone then. So it's a bit... It's a bit of a, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, really. So at least if he sticks to his guns, he has the backing of all of the people who have supported him through all of this. Yeah. We've got, um, this is the most shocking thing to me, reading this. Djokovic asked if he would sacrifice taking part in competitions such as Wimbledon and the French Open over his stance on the vaccine. He replies, yes, that is the price I'm willing to pay. Mm. I find that just shocking. I just generally cannot believe... Um, I understand why he's doing it. I understand he's sticking to his belief, but to be missing out on an opportunity of a lifetime, and in he's he's the, one of the best players in the world right now. Him and the Dow, for me, they can have just a fantastic battle. And he beat him last time at Roland Garros. Surely you just do not want to you do not want to put that into any kind of doubt that you're not going to be able to be there. I have seen some reports today as well um, that France. I'm not sure how true this is, but a few days ago. They are sort of sort of backing down on the fact that they're going to be mandating vaccines soon. Um, so that's it's, it's kind of very fitting that this is coming out after that. Is Djokovic, it, why is this timing? You've got to always remember mm. with the news, yeah. there's always a timing for news. It's like to distract from what's going on. We're hearing what's happening with Putin and Russia. Now that's not the most important thing right now. The most important thing is this Novak Djokovic. Everyone's talking about this. It's on the front page. And he's doing this. Is it after the fact that these countries, he's already had some indication from Wimbledon and Roland Garros. Don't worry, mate. You can come out with this story now because you're going to be allowed to come in anyway. We're going to be dropping the rules with the vaccine soon. Mm. Has he got some inside knowledge that he knows that's that's going to be the case and he's able to report on this now? It's a good point. When was the, Do we know when this exactly was filmed and when this uh, interview actually took place? Is there any way we would find out? Don't know. That might emerge tonight, but I think it's super recent. I mean, we're recent. we're talking in the last couple few days, I would imagine. Um, just regarding what JG said there, um, and regarding vaccine mandates, I, I don't know France specifically, but generally France, like most of the EU, will will toe the line, and the EU have certainly reeled in their view on vaccine mandates. Uh, about a week ago, a top official said something along the lines of. We don't think it looks like it's going to be necessary. We still want you to get vaccinated. We still think it's a good idea. But regarding vaccine mandates, so I do think if, if listen, it's impossible to tell. We've seen so many twists and turns with this virus. But if you said to me, John, as a betting man, the three slams coming up, I think right now I would guess that he'd probably be okay for the French and Wimbledon. But I would have severe doubts about the US and New York just because of the distance, etc. Yeah, so the reason I say that is because I think that could be the case. Obviously, this is still speculation. I know we do this a lot on the podcast. We don't know all the ins and outs. This is what we do. We're a podcast. We don't, <laughs> we're not always speaking facts. We do speculate a lot. And my speculation is, I think he has had some kind of indication that potentially it's not going to be mandated for him to be vaccinated to play some of these events. So it's very fitting for him to say this now because he knows it's not going to really have much effect. <laughs> It's possible. I mean, the Wimbledon one, I think, is probably more nearly certain. I think they'll play Wimbledon than any of them. Henman um, said the same. Henman has already yeah. said in reaction to this interview that something along the lines that he doesn't think it'll be a problem at Wimbledon. Of course, that's right now. Who knows yeah. what it'll be like in three months. But still, it is crazy that he's saying that, <clears> that he is going to sacrifice the potential of playing a Grand Slam over his beliefs. But that's what he said. So moving down here, he said, I was never against vaccination. Um, he told the BBC, confirming that he'd had have had vaccines as a child, but I've always supported the freedom to choose what you put in your body. Mm. Uh, yeah, going back to him being the elite athlete again, finely tuned machine, uh, and he, well, he measures everything. I'm sure uh, that goes in. He obviously has like a whole team of doctors, scientists. He's like a science project, let's say, uh, that has ultimately produced one of the best sports players ever in history so the vaccine I, the, the vaccine sorry ben go on go on no I no the vaccine say, stance i think does come down to this this key moment in his career about 2008 2009 something like that that i'm sure until that point he was probably doing 
most of the con what we would call conventional taking them conventional medicines that, that we know of today like vaccines and, and other medicines etc but he had this moment in about 2008 2009 with a guru who really took him to a new level having seen how tired he got during one two matches i think in australia um but don't forget he did relent regarding the elbow he was really reluctant was about to, talk about to get to get obviously it's an operation so he has to have an injection to put him to sleep during the operation or at least a local anesthetic of some sort probably more wide reaching than that so we have seen him before but maybe he's more more and, and you've got to remember just on this elbow uh, operation he had it was very it was more recent uh, so he seems to oh, have yeah, right. yeah, yeah. these views a lot more recently that was from yeah, that 2018, was 2018 time i believe yeah. And prior to having that, I don't know if everyone knows this, but he was crying. He was very upset about the prospect of having to be operated on. Um, he, he believes in sort of natural remedies. He's got his own beliefs regarding to medication. And ultimately, the vaccine comes under that umbrella because he doesn't want to be vaccinated. He's not against. He's not. It's, it's very difficult, the, the wording of all of this, because <laughs> yeah. ultimately, if you don't want to be vaccinated, does that not make you an anti-vax person? No, because I think that's the sentiment that you're putting apart. It's like you're putting your views onto other people, like you're saying that they shouldn't be as well, which I don't, he's never said that. He's only said that he believes in free choice uh, and he he's choosing not to. He thinks I mean, that other people can if they want to. Then in Ryan that case, Ben, I'm going to put this to you, John, quick. Go on. Um, should he not have been deported from Australia then? Because the reason he was deported wasn't because of his visa, wasn't to do with the exemption. It was because he held anti-vax uh, anti sentiment in a, in Australia. And he they believed that he would pass on the message of an anti-vax sort of face and would cause more people to sort of follow that ideology. So do you believe on that basis that he's not that, like he claims he isn't, and that he shouldn't have been deported? I think there's there's two things. First of all, I'm not sure that he should have been deported. But secondly, it's not that he was anti-vax necessarily, but their argument was that he would carry a face, as you said, for an anti-vax sentiment or an anti-vax movement. Um, and I still think this this interview today supports that. That's If I'm an anti-vaxxer, that's how I will take this, and it will make me even more determined. If he just said, you know what, I am thinking about getting vaccinated. His biographer, by the way, who is obviously somebody who's looking for um, uh, attention because two or three days ago, his biographer or one of his biographers came out and said, oh yeah, he's going to get vaccinated, which is obviously not true. Um, but they were obviously looking for a bit of attention. But for sure, his stance does have an effect on people. And we're seeing in the chat, if he came out today and said, yeah, I've got vaccinated so I can play at Indian Wells, we wouldn't get all these, these comments that we see in the chat. We wouldn't get all these comments on Twitter. So whether he likes it or not, he does have an effect on people. And the number of vaccinated people in Serbia is pretty low compared to the rest of Europe. Yeah, he's gone on there to say that he reckons he can still play for many more years. He believes in his body that he's got some kind of duration there. We know Roger Federer sort of, I don't know, when did it sort of end for him? A few years ago. Competitive. You can't yeah. really say that because 2019, he was yeah. <laughs> within the touching distance of winning the Grand Slam. But I yeah. don't really feel like he was competitive that year, but it's hard to say that he wasn't. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was, yeah. he was, he was in literally was at one really? point away. He's a bit of a, yeah. He also got to the semi-finals in Australia in 2020, yeah, which was six months later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beat Djokovic ATP Tour Finals that year as well, 2019. Yeah, and you'd, you'd have to say Djokovic's game, it does seem that he, the way he is moving at his age right now, he does have plenty of years to still go. So even if this is sort of a write-off for this year, you'd expect him still to be very fit and fully ready to go again next year. And still kind of in pole position to be able to take the overall slam race. Although, listen, I'm hoping Rafa can have something to say about it. And I think he's proved enough this year that he certainly could do. Um, but maybe it's not going to be as long as... My theory is it's not going to be as long as even that. I think he's going to still be able to play the slams this year. And that's why it's pretty fitting he's coming out with this interview now because it's a bit of a nothing interview because he's going to be allowed to play anyway. That's why he's come out and said all these things. But that's just my opinion on it. Um yeah, don't know if everyone agrees. Yeah, no, I think I think we'll see him. Well, let's see. The way it's going right now with the virus, it's looking good at the moment. Uh, things can change. But the foreseeable future in Europe, at least, I see him being able to play some tournaments. Indian Wells, almost certainly. Well, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, could be good pretty soon for him. Yeah, we've got Gene in saying he isn't telling anyone not to get vaccinated. That's a good point. Uh, we have touched on that. Appreciate that, Gene. Uh, that's something he's not, ever come out and said even in this interview no. he's not there saying 
I believe you should stand with me and not get your vaccine. Everyone, do not listen to them. He's not doing anything of the sort. He's just talking about his own experience and what he wants to do with his own body. So that's important to note that as well. Yep. And he goes on to say, uh, uh, because the, the principles of decision-making on my body are more important than any title or anything else, I'm trying to be in tune with my body as much as I possibly can. And that's like you were saying, he's had this uh, person come in like a guru who's sort of made him believe more in uh, like natural healing abilities, this type of thing. And he's he does seem a lot more in tune with his body since or in the past, say, 10 years than ever before. So... I can understand where he's coming from in that respect because he wouldn't have been winning this many Grand Slams if there were, he wasn't doing something right. Yeah. Anyway, moving down. Next section. So Djokovic said he had always been a great student of wellness, well-being, health, nutrition, and that his decision has had been partly influenced by a positive impact that factors such as changing his diet and his sleeping patterns have had on his abilities as an athlete. We've kind of spoke about that. He said he was keeping his mind open about the possibility of being vaccinated in the future because we are all trying to find collectively a best possible solution to end COVID. And I mean, this is something which sort of John brought to light just before we went live. And I'm a little bit surprised reading it. So I've not had much time to think about it. Mm. Uh, I didn't expect him to come out with this. Is it just a case he's saying this is a tick box? Would he really get vaccinated? I feel like he's gone so far. Mm. For him to say that he's he's got an open mind of that, I don't think he I necessarily believe him what he's saying here. No, and I have seen I've saw a doctor on the BBC website basically saying, What is he waiting for? This is I think I think fifty percent of the globe has now received at least one shot. Um so we're talking about three and a half to four billion arms it's gone into. I, I think he's he's probably hoping, like we all are, that, that this situation gets continues to get better. And that he will be able to play tournaments unvaccinated. I think. But is he taking is he taking that stance? Uh, because his sort sort of his stance is he's a he's for free choice and against vaccine mandates. So this does still suggest that he is always open minded. If he's just against the mandatory vaccines, does he's never he's, he's not saying that he's against vaccines in general. Sure. So gotcha, that type yeah. of he's sort of keeping it open in that respect. But he's at the moment he's taking the stance he'll. Maybe he's saying when he retires, he'll take vaccines, like that type of I thing. I mean, I'm I'm broadly against vaccine mandates, but I'm also in favour of, of 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 getting vaccinated. Whereas he's broadly in favour of not getting uh, vaccinated, and he's also not in favour of vaccine mandates. So there is slightly there is two different things. There. He's keeping his mind open. Never say never. You know, you would you could certainly offer me a particular drug right now that I wouldn't be prepared to take, but I wouldn't ever say never if the evidence suggested it would good yeah, but do you not think that he thinks that this is going to affect his performance so what if he has vaccines he doesn't want vaccines whilst he's still in his tennis career after could his be. tennis career he'd be like go on jab away yeah. could be but then i think he <laughs> might say that as well he yeah. might make well, yeah clear. you don't know you don't know it's a speculation mm. <laughs> i can't see him ever getting vaccinated but let's just wait and see uh, he was saying, I'm never against vaccination. I understand that globally, everyone is trying to put a big effort into handling this virus and seeing uh, hopefully an end to soon this virus. Listen, is everyone really doing their best effort? Because he was walking around doing an equip interview why he was positive. I hate to bring it up, but there's some things he says here, which I feel... There is, you weren't, one you necessarily the, weren't doing your bit. That's the thing. Right, the va the vaccination, he said, is one of the biggest efforts we've made. It sounds like he's almost endorsing the vaccination when he said that. And I, I will just say one of the things that he mentioned. He says that he takes COVID very seriously, taking PCR tests regularly, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Let's believe that to the point. But as you say, JG, he can't take it that seriously if he's hanging out with kids the day after he tests positive, followed by the day after that with a Lakeep interview. Yeah, so you've got to call him out on certain bits. It doesn't, I just, I just, I can't see logical sense. I feel like, Ben, you can't read this and think, it doesn't, it doesn't really sit right with me, does it? Does it sit right with you? I don't, that, that never sat right with me. I, I mean, I was, even when we were doing the whole trial things and the whole things through Australia, that was the one thing I sort of defend Djokovic up to a point. But when, as soon as it came out that he was positive and he was knowingly going around, I think that was the only bit that you can't def like. You, there's no defending it, and yeah, I just I think that's, I, that's right, Ben. Yeah, I was disappointed. I was just. It was just. I felt a bit let down for sticking up for him in a lot of it. 
once that came out a bit. So I was, uh, yeah, more disappointed was the word, but it was like it, it disrespected the, the the rules really that were in place. And he admitted it, and he came out and he he had fully admitted it. He was wrong, but it just it cast like a a black cloud over everything else after that. Yeah, yeah. certainly did. Uh, let's move down. Uh, there is of of course videos for people who do want to check this out. Just uh, on Google, I'm sure you can find the BBC article or on Twitter. It's posted kind of everywhere, so you can't really miss yeah. it. Um, and it is a good read, and you can watch some of the videos as well. Unfortunately, we're not able to show them for you here. Um, where's the next quote? Do you want to read it? Uh, I don't think this one's got uh, no. any quotes. You, maybe you just get down to one, Ben. Yeah, let me just find where the next bit is. Apologies. Um, this uh, uh, that one's it's just, just been... up. There you go. Okay. So, so here we go. This is some had suggested that it had been convenient that Djokovic's positive COVID test in mid-November, uh, December, had occurred just in time for him to be granted a medical exemption to attend the Open. This is something we spoke about mm. religiously on the podcast. I believe John had a lot to say. You had a lot to say, Ben, as well. Yeah. And we was talking about the timing of him getting that positive COVID test. I'm glad the interviewer, and this is why I said I thought he did a very good job. I thought he was pretty direct with his questioning. And that's why I'm looking forward to the full interview tonight. Mm. He did a very good job and I'm interested to see all of it because we've only seen these snippets here and he answered this saying, I understand that there's a lot of criticism and I understand that people come out with different theories on how lucky I was and how convenient it is. Uh, but no one is lucky and convenient of getting COVID. Millions of people have, have and are still struggling with COVID around the world. So I take this very seriously. I really don't like someone thinking I've misused something or in my own favour in order to, you know, get a positive PCR test and eventually go to Australia. So he's flat out declining the fact that it was ever a fake positive. He didn't want to get the, uh, be positive with COVID, but it just happened that way. So I do have a question, actually, a very, very pertinent question, which, by the way, I hope in the fullness of time during the hour-long interview, uh, Djokovic is asked, and I, I would imagine this would be the perfect juncture to do so. So my first question would be at this point to Novak, if I was lucky enough to be there, I would say, did you definitely test positive for COVID on the 16th of December? At which point he would almost certainly, as he says here, he would say yes. I would then say, how then did you get your exemption before the 10th of December, yeah. which was the mm. deadline Tennis Australia said that you had to have it? And that's something that it, it might not be his fault necessarily, but then that would bring bring Craig John, Tiley. Sorry, did he get his exemption on the tenth of December, or did he? No, that was the deadline. The that was the deadline. You yeah. had I think he, to. So you need to clarify. He filed for his exemption, then. he didn't necessarily get the exemption then. So he filed right, okay, so one he files for his before exemption. he's actually got tested positive. So, that is a so good how question. do you that's file for your exemption? What was the exemption you filed under on the 9th of December or before? Exactly. I mean. That's only only his team can answer that. Was his he lawyers. chancing it? A lot of people are saying he was just chancing his arm. I don't think he'll get asked that question in the hour-long interview. That's my suspicion, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's... we've got Sir Edgar saying, "Agree, uh, JG. This just does this just doesn't sit well. Uh, what the hell? He never want to get vaccinated if he's concerned about his body performance or medical condition." Is it based on advices from his doctors or his assumption? Hmm. I mean, I've seen Pam Shriver come out and I've seen a few, few people come out in the last few days saying that that they would love to see some of the people that are close to him. Um, uh, Marion Vedavada, I'm tr trying to get the pronunciation right there. Uh, he's, he's one of his two principal coaches, Goran Ivanisevic, of course, who are uh, certainly Ivanisevic anyway, I know is vaccinated. Um, and of course, Pam Shriver and among others is saying, it would be great if they could speak to him. But mm. I think you've got two things. I think if, if they have spoken to him, they've already done so. Yeah. First of all, generally, when, when you're somebody as, as single-minded as Djokovic, probably the people around you are, you know, they're not going to challenge you that much. Yeah, I don't think we're going to hear from them either. No, they will no. be. That they may, Gorny Vincent might say, yeah, I got vaccinated, but, you know, Novak is Novak. And no do comment. You, do you think he's going to be asked that question, what John posed, Ben? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't I've, know. That's just a I, guess. But... No idea, mate. I, that's one of those things. It's it's a very interesting like point, but I'm I'm I have no idea. But he's denying the 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 facts that he got it on purpose at that date or that type of thing. 
it's such it's all up in the air mate i i I can't even make a comment on it because i think it's just such a speculation that one that that it just doesn't add up that's all uh i would love to hear an honest opinion yeah just going up ben i think you just missed one so just at the top here he said asked if he was aware of any attempt to tamper with either of the tests uh, he had done for covid earlier this month bbc research cast doubt on the timing of a positive test because they did release another Mm. article with talking about the timing, and he yeah. flatly said no. He didn't really elaborate on his answers. He just said no. Uh, and then moving down, uh, he said, so he also went into further detail about his time spent in detention while in Melbourne last month. I was really sad and disappointed with the way it all ended for me in Australia. It wasn't easy. And I don't doubt it was It was easy. It was definitely a very tough situation to be in. And I feel very sorry for all the other refugees. I feel like yes. maybe... We've not spoken about them enough. What has been done for them who are still in Australia, still suffering? Novak Djokovic has got out of the situation. There's a lot of other refugees out there and we do have a platform. I know it's not the biggest YouTube channel in the world. And if we can do something positive and sort of bring light to the refugee situation, not just in Australia, but across the world, um, then I I think we certainly should take the opportunity to do so. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if that gets sort of... If yeah, he, me too. If anything like that comes up in the interview, does me he too. make a point of... Uh, speaking out about that and saying that he will be doing something coming up maybe for them because if he does I think that's a real positive that could come out of this interview definitely and John just touching on what you were saying about the billions of people being vaccinated it's 4.88 billion people so more than 60% of the total world population have now been vaccinated Uh, it's a pretty key number going down Ben yeah, it's a massive amount, that, isn't it? There's quite a few here. The rollout began 14 months ago, and since then, evidence has shown that serious side effects have been rarely reported. So all of the data is suggesting the best thing to do is get vaccinated right now. Um, you can't really... I don't think you can really argue with the facts and the data which presented with us. It seems to be minimalising the amount of hospitalisation, deaths, things like that, but yeah. it's. I mean, basically, the fortunate thing for Djokovic and, and others as well who are not vaccinated... The fortunate thing is that that seventy percent of, of Europeans, it seems at least, are vaccinated, and therefore movement now is becoming more possible, and hospitalizations are pretty low. Yep. Then, mate, sorry, the doorbell was just going. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that it is. I mean, I'm uh, a pro vaccine type person, so I can see that, and I've been watching a lot of doctors online, and they have been saying it does even. Uh, it reduces the spread and stuff as well. And that I think is one of the key things that we all want to see just the reduction of the, the spread of it. The, the, the more it goes on, the, the strains get less and less, and then they become more and more uh, like easily, like uh, what do you call it? Contagious. Yeah. Uh, these, these spreads. I'm just hoping that soon everybody will be boosted up and everybody will have enough just to uh, counter it. And then it's just eventually just going to disappear. Yeah. Let's move down. So here we go. So his medical exemption request was made anonymously and it was accepted by two independent Australian panels. However, there was a separate travel declaration, which included an error. Uh, He said, absolutely. The visa declaration error was not deliberately made. Of course, we did so many podcasts on that error. And I believe John was very vocal in the fact that he believed that it was an innocent mistake. It can easily be done when filling out these forms. Like I actually agree with him as well. I, I can't really argue with this. I think it is an error. And I believe in the court, they didn't really have much to say with that. They kind of agreed as well. So this is a bit of a non-issue, uh, yeah, not something really to discuss too much. He did say it was accepted and confirmed by the federal court and the minister himself in the in the Ministry for Immigration in Australia. So for me, slam the hammer down, closed case on that one. Of all, I just want to say one more thing. Of all the things that, that were thrown at him during this, I thought that was the, the most frivolous of all. That was just yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Next. Uh... Um, so, so what? Act- so, I think he says what people didn't know, but everyone knew this one, in my opinion. He's saying so. Actually, what people probably don't know is that I was not deported from Australia on the basis that I was not vaccinated or I broke any rules that I made in error in my visa declaration. All of that was actually approved and validated by the Federal Court of Australia yep. and the Minister of Immigration. The mm-hmm. reason why I was deported from Australia was because the Minister for Immigration used his discretion to cancel my visa based on his perception that I might create some anti-vax sentiment in the country or in the city, which I yep. completely disagree with. We have spoke oh, yeah. about that at the start. 
I feel like that is common knowledge. I think most people yeah. who are following this case, they all know the reason. It is, JG, common knowledge to you and I and Ben who followed the case quite closely. It's common knowledge probably to most of our viewers and listeners today. But there may be some Australians that don't didn't follow the case 100%. There were some Australians that aren't big tennis fans that just thought, oh, it's this guy Djokovic and, yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer, blah, 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 and that's why we kicked him out. Um, or or he, he, we kicked him out because he broke the rules. You know what I mean? Even Morrison mm-hmm. himself said, you know, rules are rules. So actually, he did pretty much follow the rules. So I, I agree. I, hopefully, I think, I mean, when yeah. I saw that, my immediate reaction was, I think we all knew that. But then yeah. I was thinking, well, maybe there were some people who didn't. Yeah, I mean, the main thing was, wasn't it? It was, he came in based upon the medical exemption. And then that it was the whole first part of it was all around the medical exemption. And they actually said before that final trial, the medical exemption was accepted. So he could actually play the Australian Open based upon the medical exemption. And then yeah. they said, no, we're kicking you out anyway. So it was all, yeah, so that's just what it came down to. It was nothing yeah. even to do. The first, like, five days of trial stuff we did was pretty much null and void, really. <laughs> do you know the craziest thing about all of it as well is now I've got Freya here saying this. I know she's a bit of a Djokovic fan, I believe. <laughs> So, and now Australia opens their gates for travellers. <laughs> yeah, fully vaccinated. I think from yesterday, actually, I think. Yeah. Certainly around now, anyway. Fully vaccinated travellers can go there, yeah. Yeah. So what has the tennis world had to say? We've had loads of people sort of weighing in on the situation. Uh, Pam Shriver, Tim Henman. I don't know if you want to talk about these bits or... Uh, I, had I mean, these... I did touch on it briefly, yeah, the Triber thing. You know, she's saying, could someone please walk him through this and talk to him? But the trouble is we're, we're talking about, I mean, he's gone through all of this. Uh, it's, yeah, I think we're beyond that stage. And I'd be shocked now if Goran Ivanisevic was just suddenly going to sit down with him and have a chat, you know, after all of this. Yeah, and I don't think anyone can have a chat. I don't I don't see the point in this. That's why I'm not that keen on reading comment, it out really. because what is the point? <laughs> like, I think you, you can get one of the most, most senior scientists in the world. You can get the prime minister of all of the different countries, speak to him. Ultimately, he's come this far with it. He's not going to be like, you know what? Pam Shriver's Pam- said I can take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to yeah. doubt all of these things I've done. Pam, you know what? You're right. I'm going to get vaccinated. Or he's maybe listening to the game to love and you think, JG, you've said it for a long time now. Um, yeah. I'm going to do it just for you. Of course, he does not. It's not that he doesn't care. He's well within his right to have his own opinion on things. And I think yeah. the way he is as a person as well, I think he is someone who is very stubborn. He's a very stubborn man, which I don't think necessarily is always a bad thing. Probably um, got him as far as it has in many ways. Yeah, I think it's very important sometimes to be stubborn with, with your thoughts and the way you are as a person. It is important to be a bit flexible and something maybe I'm not so good at myself. Um, but he... He's come so far down this alley, there's no way back. I just generally believe that. He's not going to be vaccinated. He's going to continue with this regard. And I think also he is going to be able to play a lot of tennis matches and events because they're going to not mandate the vaccine for much longer. Yeah. Moving down, we had Tim Hemman as well. He was uh, speaking. He said, uh, let me just have a look through here. He Wait, said, just quickly, Ben, we've got uh, 12 Travel 21 saying Boris Johnson has a good report with Djokovic. <laughs> Maybe he can talk some sense into him. Let's not talk to him. How much would part. you pay to see an interview with Boris Johnson and Novak Djokovic? God, I think Boris. that would do some good numbers. Boris <laughs> Johnson. God, please give me a break on him. I can't I can't hear any more about Boris Johnson. I swear <laughs> this is a, just a buffoon. I can't <laughs> I don't think I don't think Djokovic would even want to be spoken about in the same sentence. I think he yeah. sees himself as probably a much more a, a better role model than Boris Johnson. Well, they certainly have different views on alcohol, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, Mage Yang in as well, one of our members. If you want to join the membership, the link is pinned in the live chat. We will read out a lot more of the members' comments. And May here saying, do you think him not playing, uh, let's say he can't play the entire year, would he be able to come back and win next year? Of course he can. Yeah, He will could, still be yeah. a favourite for the following year, probably the year after that. And even the year after that again, he is as fit as a fiddle, looking well and... I don't think he's even going to miss this year. So I can't really comment too much on that. But if he was to miss this year, it won't affect him too much. And he's still certainly in contention to take in the overall slam race. I can already see uh, if if Djokovic was to end up like, uh, even if he was to win the slam race by like one or two, there's always going to be the, well, it should be 
an extra yeah, two yeah. on top. <laughs> it should be an extra three That's on top. That's part of the reason that. I want him back as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we don't want asterisks over anything. That's the thing. We don't want anybody to be saying, oh, we, that we did, wasn't in that yeah. one. He wasn't. I want them all in all of them so yeah, we yeah. can watch all the best players play and we can say, you defeated the best. You defeated the best. And you defeated like whoever was. Listen, I've said in it that before. Final. As a big Rafa fan, my ultimate would be Djokovic to play Roland Garros and oh. get absolutely demolished by Rafael Nadal. <laughs> and that, for me, is the greatest thing I can yeah. see. I don't want to see him not there. You want and it's not because I want to again. see him get demolished because it's Djokovic. <laughs> I just would love to see that because it's Rafael Nadal doing that to one of the greatest players to ever play the game. If it was Federer there, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Nadal uh, wreck him as well. I don't uh, want to see a Nadal Gasquet final six love six one six love. <laughs> Well, uh, you want the 2020 final all over again, I'm sure. That's what yeah. you're uh, dreaming exactly, of. Yeah. So, but this one, Tim Hemman came out and he said he is je certainly jeopardizing his chances of being the greatest male player of all time. He said, I, I think he, that speaks volumes to his courage, conviction, and belief that this is what is uh, best for him, which is it does. It does speak volumes to what he's standing for, but. I'd sort of do agree with some of the sentiment that this is going to sort of affect the legacy if he does keep missing Grand Slams. Because he could have been, even if he does end up with 23 or 24, could have been 28. Could have been, like, could have been Oh, yeah. It would definitely endless. affect him. If he's not playing, you can always say he could have won that one. We'll never yeah. know. If, buts, and maybes. Uh, we've got Jay, uh, Gene saying, JG, calm down. Sorry, Gene. I know you're a big Djokovic <laughs> fan. Uh, but Let's what is that picture that, Jay, that Gene has right now? Is that Djokovic on that picture? Yeah, he's got I Djokovic so, yeah. back now. He did Doing have Rafa there for a little bit, but that's gone. Although he's, uh, he's been demoted. Now Djokovic is back in the news. Anyway, I think we've got Freya here saying it's only fair to read out the Djokovic fans once. And, and what if he goes there and demolishes Rafa again? Well, he did oh. do that, of course, the year after. It wasn't really a demolished job. Uh, poor Rafa was injured, battling through a terrible injury at the time. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, no, that is... Um, <laughs> that's possible as well and I would cry possible. you'd see me cry on the stream uh, but I'd have to congratulate him yeah I know cue the uh, Djokovic comments now boom <laughs> there we go we've got Jugoslav if he plays Ronald Gauss he'll destroy your rapper in pieces be sure on that JG I'll have to be here I'll be very upset for it and I'm sure you'll be in the ch live chat Jugoslav having the time of your life <laughs> well I th that's the one thing that we want to see is because if Rafa's foot is actually back to normal then oh, it's not back if, to normal, Ben. No, but, steady if, on with that. Steady on. on with it. <laughs> we just managed normal. to win. He just managed to win his worst Grand oh, Slam. So he's against... back to normal all of a sudden. Well, he, he just, just managed to the pain. He was down oh, two sets to love. Have you not heard the song? I know. Is there a song? <laughs> <laughs> but if it is better than it was when he did lose to Djokovic in the semi-final last year, I want to see that matchup because I think Djokovic improved from the final when he got defeated in straight sets in the next year, despite Rafa having the foot problem. I still think Djokovic improved like completely in that match. And I want to see now a fully fit Rafa foot against an even better Djokovic on that surface. And we could get five sets of the one that we only had four sets of last time. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh. We've got here another quote saying, I think this speaks volumes of his courage, conviction and belief for what is best for him. We all agree with that. He certainly is someone who stands with his very strong beliefs and he shows a lot of courage to do this. Um, yeah. I just feel a little bit sorry for the Djokovic fans more than anything. I know some of you are saying you're really proud. I can understand the proud element, but I think what should be overwriting the proud emotion is just disappointment. You're not going to be able to see your man playing tennis right now. Ultimately, that's what, every, that's what we're all tennis fans first. You've got to remember that. We love these guys off the court. We like what they stand for, but we love their tennis first because we are tennis fans and they are popular because of how good they are at tennis. And we want to see him play in tennis because he's that good. One of the best. So moving down. Oh, that's all there is. Yeah, the next one, that was just a little picture just with him. Obviously a quote uh, from what he said. That's the price I'm willing to pay. The principles of decision making on my body are more important than any title or anything else. I'm trying to be in tune with my body. Like we saw yeah. there. And the other one's just summary on the other tab that of all the stuff we've just spoken about.
Yeah. So do you want to go through that quickly or um, just to summarise? Yeah, we'll have a little look, just see what see what they're saying. So tennis Donova Djokovic tells the BBC he's willing to forfeit future trophies rather than get vaccinated against COVID. Um, in an exclusive interview, the world number one says he does not want to be associated with the anti-vaccination movement, but that he supports the individual's right to choose. We've spoke about that. Djokovic was deported from Australia in January after losing a last-ditch attempt to stay in the country and compete at the Australian Open. We spoke about Pam Shriver. We spoke about Tim Henman. Uh, BBC researchers cast doubt on the timing of the positive COVID test. We've spoke about that. Um, and now, just to leave it on this, you can watch the whole interview <laughs> in a BBC One special programme on the iPlayer at 8.30 GMT on Tuesday, UK only, which is going to be interesting. because that's No watch-along for that. No watch-along for that. <laughs> Six well, hours. I don't know if we're going to do, do a watch-along, but we should probably do something else because there's going to be After. a lot of people following us who maybe aren't able to watch that. Let us know in the live chat. I don't think you can watch it then if no. you're not in the UK. Are you going to struggle to watch it, John? Uh, yeah, possibly, but I think maybe live, yes. Well, also, Man United are playing Brighton tonight, so, so <laughs> I'll probably have to skip it. But um, but I will. Uh, undoubtedly, there'll be there'll be lots of places around the internet to see it at some point in the coming days. Yeah, yeah. we've got Gene in saying he would tell him to get vaccinated because he's he's his hero. Would he listen to me? Listen, Gene. I don't think you listen to anyone. Um, he's got his he's made his decision, and I do feel sorry for you guys. We've got Sir Edgar Sam VPN. Maybe that is the only option. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, good luck trying to watch it. We're going to try our best to cover it and we'll maybe do another podcast sort of just summarising the full findings um, later on. But for now, we'll return back to work. This was our sort of lunch break special podcast talking about all of the Djokovic saga. We thought it was over in January, but it's not. Um, there's always going to be another addition to this saga and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more so you don't want to go anywhere. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hit the bell notification to find out when we go live again. Uh, and you never know, it might even be another Djokovic one. Indeed. Good, thanks, for, good. thanks for coming on as well, John. You did a great job as always. Thank always you, good John. to hear your insight. Cool. Thanks, thanks very much. And uh, we'll see you guys very soon. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.